0: Today is a day we call Good Friday, yet it is a day of sorrow, a day of loss, a day of darkness, a day where evil seems to have triumphed and a day where any goodness, any light, any hope that there could have been for mankind was all but snuffed out. We all played our parts in the darkness that surrounded not just a geographical region, but the entire universe. From Judas who betrayed Peter the Rock, who denied. The priests and elders who delivered Jesus up. Pilate, who found no guilt in him, but still yielded to the pressures of a crowd. Oh, and there's the crowd. Crying out loud with so much hate and vitriol, crucify him. The one who healed us, the one who taught us, the one we threw our coats on the ground for no more than a few days ago and exclaimed, Hosanna, yes, him crucify him. Pilate declared, his blood is not on my hands. This crowd in an almost prophetic word said, his blood be on us and our children. Then there are those who mocked him as they passed by his bloodied body hanging on the cross, mockingly replaying their conversations with him. You know the ones. He said, tear down this temple and in three days I will rebuild it. He claims he's the son of God. Let's see if God will take him down from this shameful place. And then there's us. Our sin, our brokenness drove Jesus to the cross with a burning passion to rescue and redeem. Yet in all of that evil, all of that darkness, God was working out good. God was righting all of the wrongs. Jesus was crucified. He said to those keeping watch, I thirst. The one who was and is the well we drink from that satisfies forever was thirsty. He had emptied himself. He hung there until he uttered the words, it is finished. And with that, he breathed his last breath. Today, we sit in this strange paradox, a time in history that is marked by complete darkness and complete goodness, the dark yet good Friday. The day our Savior took on our sin and shame so that we might stand before the God of the universe without it and experience His love for us. The day our Savior gave up His life so that we may have it forever. For a moment, Would you close your eyes as I read a portion of devotional to you? Let these words settle into your hearts and minds. Build up in your mind's eye the scene of the crucifixion. There is a small hill outside the walls of Jerusalem. There are three crosses. Focus on the middle one and see Christ stretched out on it. He is there for you. Now fill in the fine detail. He is crowned with thorns, which are tearing his skin. Blood is dripping down. See his face contorted with pain. Let your eyes move to his hands, nailed to the cross. The ugly wounds of the nails are slowly dripping with blood. It is a terrible sight, and you find it difficult to take it in. Hear the crowd shouting out. Come down from the cross, save yourself. Yet he stays there and saved us instead. There is no limit to his love for us. He gave everything so that we might live. Once you have built up this mental picture, ask why this is taking place. He's doing this for us. He didn't have to, he chose to. We matter so much to him. Anyone who suffers from low self-esteem needs to take this insight to heart. You matter to the greatest one of all. For Luther, meditating on the wounds of Christ was a superb antidote for any doubt we might have concerning the love of God for us. He was wounded for us. Each of those wounds is a token of the loving care of a compassionate God. Can you see how this changes the way we think about ourselves? We are of such importance to Him that He chose to undertake that suffering, pain, and agony. Form a mental picture of those wounds. Cherish them. It is by them that we are healed. Each of them affirms the amazing love of God for us. Each nail hammered into the body of the Savior of the world shouts out these words, He loves us. How can we doubt someone who gave everything for us? For all of the sorrow, loss or darkness that this day seemed to hold, there is indeed the goodness, grace and mercy of God on display in Jesus's choice to lay down his life for all mankind. With all of this in mind today, I leave you with these words from our teacher, our example, our friend, our Savior, and our King. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends.